Everybody scoots. It's time for our final uh, episode of this season's After the Glass Slipper, our episodic uh, modular series. Uh, this is like the uh, kind of the recap, but uh, usually I do a recap. But this one, Agatha wanted to do her own recap and have a class party. So it's a recap of kind of the season, but mostly her kind of talking, I think, and uh, going through things. Uh, so I guess this would be not as episodic. This episode you probably want to listen to after you listen to the whole season. But if you're going to bed, uh, believe me, this will get you right in there. There's a bunch of sleeping babies in this. Uh, so here's another episode. Uh, hey, my friend, as the ladies, as the gentlemen, as the boys, the girls, as the friends beyond the binary. It's time for another episode. This is the final episode. Vefta is a glass slipper. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Antonio. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, good night. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Agatha. Hello, babies. Hello, uh, anyone listening in. This is mostly my message for those of you uh, who are listening in to me, uh, because here we are at the class party. Uh, so, hello, class. You will all... Uh, I don't know how we decided to have, uh, well, I know I invited everyone into my room, which is now also the nursery. It's technically not the nursery, though. That's just the only term we have for it, because it's the place where the babies nap, uh, which is one function. It's a unifunction. It's a niche nur- nursery niche, a niche of nurseries, uh, which is my collection of, uh, bedtime stories for entrepreneurs, uh, Remember Clifford, he was the entrepreneur. He was causing me all the trouble years ago. But, oh, here we are. My letter man is awake. The babies are waking and asleep. And next to each baby is a student. Oh, my students. Uh, And here with me is Shelly, my co-teacher. And children of the class, I'd like you all to meet letter man, who is my beau. Uh, there will be no letter man related questions unless I'm really feeling, uh, loose lipped and, and, uh, you know, really enjoying myself as I answer, as we go through this class, uh, evaluations, but my letter man is here, uh, to, uh, field questions because my, he's a man of letters and as a man of letters, he knows a lot about ancient stories. Uh, I think it's like ingrained in your papyrus, right? My dear. Oh, yes. Uh, hello, uh, students. Hello, babies. Uh, babies, I've been napping with you for like quite some I am the letter man. And it is my honor, my indubitable honor. Okay, letter man, maybe I will speak for you. Uh, because uh, since I'm the t- I'm not ready to give have a third co-teacher. Uh, like Shelley, who did a wonderful... Oh, Shelley, what a- I hope you're enjoying your punch. Uh, oh, that's a water. If like, I hope you're enjoying your water, Shelley. I also had punch made, and I believe it or not, to answer a question that may be in these evaluations. Yes, as a lentil-based woman, I can. Uh, I wish I had a lentil-based detail, uh, but I think uh, we'll go through these evaluations. We'll talk, we'll discuss a little bit about the class and how it went, uh, because my letter man was a big. Uh, I did not credit him as a. T- he was helping me prepare for the course and. 
he always likes to review when the letter man is done. Do you know my letter man writes letters? He writes me love letters. Oh, what a man of letters. That's why I call you a man of letters. Though you are currently neither a man nor a letter, you are both uh, both things and neither. Much like, uh, I, well, I guess you are. You're a letter-based man or you're a papaya. Anyway, not important. Uh, so we are here with my students, uh, and our last class day was, and you all came, uh, except for that one young person. Uh, uh, what was his name? Carlo. Uh, Carlo didn't, uh, Carlo, I know you're here. I was just giving you a hard time. I, of course I know you're here, Carlo. How could I miss you? Oh, and all my students, oh, the wide range of faces and even ages, uh, and to those of you from far, far away and other kingdoms, and oh, uh, it has been an honor to teach you, and I really felt like I was the one being educated. And all of these babies have heard more about your class, uh, and I think that's why when I said Carlo's name, that one baby, what noise did that baby make? Was that a squink squanch, uh, when I said Carlo? Yes, Carlo, I'm, I'm trying to make you giggle. What if I say, but, uh, does that make you, yes, I figured as much, uh, but I think we should go through these evaluations. Now, Shelly and I did have a separate, Shelly wanted to also have a separate party. And I said, by the way, Shelly, don't make me have a Cinderella issue an edict. Uh, we will have one party together. Uh, and, and, you know, Shelly, sometimes, uh, right, Shelly, you're enjoying yourself, uh, but Shelly and I also had separate evaluations. Now, Shelly's evaluations were multiple choice with bubbles to be filled in. And I know some of you enjoyed that. And I hope you gave honest answers because I saw a lot of bubble drawings. Uh, and I said, is that an accident or is Shelly that brilliant? Or are the children messing around? Because Shelly really, this is important to Shelly. And I think a round of applause is due for my co-teacher, Shelley, for one, putting up with me, uh, for two, dealing with me, for three, uh, giving beyond her best effort. I think, Shelley, you really gave beyond your best effort. Uh, and for that, I hope you are proud of yourself uh, because you deserve it. Uh, you had a, uh, it was an uphill climb being a co-teacher with me. And uh, I have the utmost confidence in you that you will make an excellent accountant one day. No, I'm kidding. Shelly, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, though these bubbles with the multiple choice, I'm sure the alchemist, uh, the one with the uh, that steam machine, the steampunks, uh, they may, Shelly, you may be the future leader. Yeah, but Shelley, you, you, your efficiency, your accuracy, your fairness, uh, which really, Shelley, you are revolutionary if you're, you're caring about the preservation of the important aspects of your culture, which are all aspects, and that they shouldn't be lost, and that uh, these tales, while similar to other tales, uh, the specific retelling of them and the deep meanings in both of them is a reflection and a viewpoint uh, and a manner of... It, it is uh, to, to be exposed to all of this uh, through both my eyes and your eyes, Shelley, is uh, such a 
Okay, do does a lentil-based woman have eyes? I know the questions, Carlo. Okay, I will get to it. Uh, so, it, it really, Shelley, it is, it is, I have learned so much. I can see these students, uh, and more importantly, I could hear the echoes of it in the, uh, in the community outside of the walls of the classroom. And I hope uh, these important lessons carry us forward with one foot in the past, uh, to say, hey, there's some important stuff back here. We can't just move on, uh, or something. I don't have the quite the, I don't have the, uh, the, the, you know what I mean, Shelley. Great jobs. Oh, I know I give you a hard time. And, uh, you know, it's because it, Letterman, you could tell uh, the, the, the people I'm not nice to. Well, there's two kinds of, this is when I'm, when I treat you like this, it is, uh, when I treat you politely, Shelley, that's when you know I'm giving you a burn. But when I try to give you a burn, that's when you know. I love you because it's the war. It is how my heart. Let a man tell her. Okay, so so let a man kind of winked at you, Shelley. So let's see where should we start here with the first uh, tale, which we uh. So let's see what uh, you know. I just asked some open-ended questions, and I t- I made it specific. You could ask me questions or make comments, uh, but only one lentil-based woman question per student, uh. Uh, despite your curiosity. So the Clam King and Manello, we had a great discussion about it. Uh, and a lot of you pointed out, uh, I, because I guess the letter man, it was tutoring some of you, uh, the similarities between the tale of Demeter and Persephone's in Hades. Uh, and I said, whoa, boy. Uh, well, that was because the letter man and I we were pretty pre-researching these myths, uh, as I knew you would be researching them and post-researching them. And believe it or not, as a, as a hard time as I'm giving Shelley, we're working on a new book, uh, uh, which we, 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 Shelley and I can't agree on even a subtitle of it, but uh, we will be comparing, like, what are the similarities between Clam King and Binella and Demeter and Persephone? And there are some things that are similar, but, you know, Clam King lived under the sea, and this was it was still the world of the living under sea creatures um, in some of the stories, but then sometimes it changed, like, towards the end of the year. Uh, but how that was kind of a story, a love story, a story about the seasons, and actually there's more than one love story. Uh, like you had the mother's love for for the daughter. In, in uh, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the Persephone one, but it's pretty much the same. Uh, just it's different too, I guess. Uh, let a man knows more than I do, but uh, that had the mother's love. It has uh, romantic love. It has uh, the non-glamorous sides of that. But the the fairy myth, uh, much more. I mean, I, if you don't mind me saying so. It had these other loves, the love of atmosphere around the whole of Earth. I still love thinking about atmosphere holding me in this entire planet in her arms. Oh, and keeping the air we breathe in. What could be that? She may be my favorite goddess. Uh, and I realize that uh, Shelley says, well, sometimes it's uh, they. And I say, okay, well, uh, 
I, my feminine aspects uh, 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 align with the atmospheres, I believe. So, but how the air we breathe is contained in her embrace. Oh, atmosphere, and how her destroyed uh, gave birth to a hero. And at least in this tale, how the hero just said, hey, let me help you uh, build consensus, I think, is the, uh, maybe that was a term I learned from, uh, Clifford, and uh, I think that's it. That was what I summarized uh, from all of your comments. Most of you thought, uh, like, uh, some of you said you would eat the Clam King, and, you know, some of you said, well, and then, you know, I like Bianella, was Bianella a lentil-based woman? No, but good question. Uh, but let me see what some of these lentil questions are. How old are you? No, won't be answering that. Uh, uh, a lot of questions. Uh, oh, if it rains, will I sprout? Uh, uh, do I need a rain slick? Uh, I think a lot of these will be answered when I try to explain a lot of these lentil-based questions, children, which kind of goes with the theme of the class. Uh, I liked this. It was a question, but really a comment. Why don't you smell weird? You smell good, a bit like cinnamon or nutmeg or cloves. Uh, and I'll tell you what, that has a concrete answer, because I do have, I have integrated those things. Uh, because I do like to smell good, uh, and I like the air to smell good. And because I'm a lentil-based woman, I can, I can, uh, I can have those things. I can say, uh. I could call down. I said, give me some more cloves, grind them, and put them in a paper packet, and my letterman will carry them to me. Yeah, so that, oh, will I marry the letterman? That's a good question. Uh, and uh, that's an awkward question, letterman, because, uh, you know, these are things best left for us to discuss with one another. And I'll tell you, it kind of goes to these broader questions of... Uh, what does it mean to be a lentil-based woman? And what does it mean to be a, a, a possibly a papyrus-based man? Or whatever? Like, I can't speak for my letter man. But I can tell you the love I have for him is deep and uh, whole. Uh, but I also can't say that a union between us uh, is possible. But as, as a lentil-based woman, I say... Uh, uh, my perspectives have greatly changed. When I was a human-based woman, I saw one timeline. And now I see a timeline that is both much longer and both much shorter. And that makes me think about, uh, think about it from my perspective. I'm going to marry a man who could be blown away by the wind. Uh, let him in. Yes, I'm giving you a hard time. Uh, but, I mean, so... Uh, Maybe, I'd say, if someone also uh, would bother to ask, uh, that may be another issue, but I could do the asking if I wished it. Okay, on to the next one, which was uh, Daymog and Jalad. Uh, and uh, even the letterman was the first one to point out to me that this was much like the tale of Gilgamesh. Uh, is it right? Uh, I, I much prefer the version the Picard tells, uh, uh, when you told me about the Bard Picard, uh, Letterman, uh, but uh, Gilgamesh, I believe, is is that who it is, Letterman? Oh, you're busy with Carlo joking around. Carlo, don't make the Letterman into a paper airplane to teach me a lesson. Do not do that. 
Uh, but that brought up a lot of good comments that I'm seeing here about uh, what is friendship and what is romantic, like what is the difference between being friends and being in love, which I can tell some of you uh, discovering uh, both things, and it can be confusing sometimes. Uh, and uh, it can be both things, or it could be one or the other. Uh, well, maybe not. I don't know. That's uh, a good question. I, I don't have all the answers, clearly. And I think we did talk a lot about the, the empty 1% uh, that uh, was trying, you know, the, the Damag and de Gilad. Oh, Winfield, that was the other teller that sold the great tale of Dalmark and Gilad, which was another influence possibly for this tale. Or what is amazing is a pair of, like a myth, uh, the monomyth, I think they call it, uh, or bits of the monomyth. Uh, let him in. Didn't you say something about that? I was falling asleep, but uh, I remember you talking about the is is uh, Demag and uh, who would who would be better friends? Demag and Jalad. Uh, Temba at rest. Uh, thank you. Uh, but Demag and Jalad, or uh, who is it? Uh, Gilgamesh and Urag, or something? Uh, you're laughing at me now. Oh, Darmok, uh, Darmok and Jalad, uh, Jalid. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, you know, I'm not a perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm still a human. At least I, you know, that's who I, I, uh, you know, I, I still make mistakes. A lentil-based woman, or car- I'm still a carbon-based being. Okay, let me look at some of these other questions. Uh, oh, Susie. Uh, what music would I like to bring with me? What musicians would I bring if I was stranded somewhere? Oh, that is a good question. And thank you for not asking any lentil-based questions. Uh, though I do love them. I love how interested you are in those things, children. Oh, what mis- I would bring the Bard of Mystery, of course, uh, because uh, he is a brilliant Bard of Mystery who travels this land, uh, uh, singing a song every day that he travels. Oh, uh, the man of Jonathan's. Uh, I would bring, speaking of Uraks, Urak of Ukulele, Ukulele, who plays the small Ukulele. And that makes my hips sway when I hear that. So I would have that as a musician. Uh, what is it? The Tina de Trombone. Well, that was a trombone. That was a person that was turned into a trombone. Thank you, Letterman. So that would be a two for one. She is a musical instrument. Uh, I guess I should connect with her to see what it's like being a trombone-based woman. Uh, who play, you know, you play yourself. Uh, that would be interesting. Um, uh, what other musicians would I bring? Probably, uh, like a co- I wouldn't mind a chorus, you know, the, that would sing along with me. And, uh, what, like something, one of the more popular singers, uh, with the catchy tunes in the square. Uh, they, they, something I could dance to because I do like to dance, uh, or flow. I guess it would d- depend on, yeah, who else would I pick? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question, though. I think those would be the... the, the uh, I mean, the other thing I would probably put out an application process to say, are you, what do you, you do good at other than being a musician? 
So then I could see, because I remember one time, uh, Pilk the Pilkington, I listened to him discuss the same question. And many people laughed. I laughed very hard. Uh, it was at, he, he was one of the uh, famous jesters. Uh, he was being interviewed by the Gervais. And uh, they said, what would you bring to a desert island? Whom? And his answers. So I would probably take some of his answers just to get the laughs. Um, uh, but for music, uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, what is the one that is like a piano, but it plucks? Uh, I would like that probably. Yeah, but I don't know if you could bring that to an island. Uh, uh, so I hope that answers that question. Okay, so the next uh, uh, tale we told was about uh, the girl without birdsong and her terrible father who and. uh I don't know if her mother, we didn't really weigh in on her. Uh, but we in the Letterman and I looked at other tales, and there is a famous tale. Uh, and it was these two traveling uh, bob. Uh, they were just storytellers, the Greems. Uh, and they had collected one about uh, the girl uh, who hid her hands. And it is a similar tale. Theirs is a little more... Uh, it explains a specific, it points you to a particular belief system. And Girl Without Birdsong was incredibly confusing uh, to the point of, uh, at least in my experience, not a judgment on you children, but uh, where I said, what, what would you even believe in if you were in this world? Uh, uh, because she really had a go of things. And either tale is, uh, is the... Uh, uh, letter, my letterman told me about this uh, girl with the hiding hands uh, from the Greems. And then I asked him, is the Greems also the uh, alchemy about the two children in the alchemists? Uh, and the letterman was very excited by that tale because he said, well, it could be one about a mother-in-law or a stepmother or Hansel and Gretel. And I said, Hansel and Gretel, oh, I like how that sounds, uh. Uh, but that was about, you know, having to go deep in the woods uh, to uh, uh, fend for yourself and then figure out how to solve your problems. Uh, uh, so that was a good one. And you, you, you didn't show, that one didn't seem to stir anything too much in you children. Uh, so I, I said, but the, first, the one of the, uh, the girl without birdsong, that was quite a story. And a lot of you seem to, to be interested. Okay, let's go on to more questions here. Uh, can I turn myself into a rain stick or a musical instrument? Uh, I guess I could, uh, but I would prefer to hire a musician. I do like to sing. And, uh, you know, we could get into, but we don't need to get into all the biomechanics of being a lentil-based woman. Uh, but, you know, we'll touch on some of that soon. Uh, okay, there's a lot of questions here. Let me look through all these pages here. There's that one. Uh, let's see. Okay, those are, that's a, that was a good question. So, okay, so there's questions about eating my inability, which is bold. I can't believe you would put that on a, like a, a thing with your name. I, I was proud of the children that asked that question because they were curious about it. My itability, my feedability, uh, separation, like a lentil loss, uh, 
I guess no one asked about the lentil. Uh, someone took some of my lentils, uh, but that's a question. Uh, drinking, eating, I guess those are separate questions from uh, my lentils. Uh, okay, so there's to, to, be, uh, to be consumed and then my consumption habits uh, are two sets of questions that I could answer right now. Uh, could I uh, use my lentils to sustain someone? I believe I could, but that would be again a. Uh, it would be a straight. It would be. Uh, I don't foresee that happening. Cinderella is our leader right now, and she's a very good queen, and she's prepared for most of the things. There could be some sort of an unprepared thing that could come up, but. Uh, I don't anticipate it. Uh, I'm not as palatable as, you know, uh, because I'm rolling around. I, yeah, I guess I would say don't, you know, I, I would not recommend it. I was thinking about it in a self-sacrifice form. Uh, but when you think about it, like, uh, you know, as a bigger, uh, like, a, like, you know, there's, uh, I'm an open, I'm an open, uh, so I wouldn't recommend it. I guess I would say probably not a good idea. Now, what if some of my lentils get lost or do they need to be replenished? And this would be a question for the great philosophers, and they have debated it. And I said, do not talk about me behind my back. Uh, and so I will start attending the fall philosophers meetings uh, so they can discuss me in my presence. And there are some schools of thought that the loss of my lentils uh, represents my aging. And, you know, that I'm still going through uh, a process just like you are, where I'm always changing at a very slow pace. Uh, and that's one that I accept. Uh, the other one is that there is some growth uh, in my mass, which goes to the itability question, uh, being out and about uh that may not be that may be lentil like or particles that are much smaller than lentils like dust in the air and uh, those uh, those things uh and also to, then to go to the consumption question now this is maybe also in the realm of philosophy curiosity humanity and reality all c coming together uh, so I, and this is something like I had to decide on my own and with the letterman and then consulting, uh, some of the better minds, uh, and some of the more curious minds. So some of our stranger, uh, denizens or citizens here, uh, gave me some great input on these questions as I adjusted to being a lentil based woman, which has its ups and its downs, just like it being based anything, anything based anything, you know, once your mind starts to T-H-I-N-K, uh, you know, it, it could just, so, uh, do, uh, technically, do I need to eat? Uh, no. Uh, do I eat, uh, physical food? No. Uh, because should I eat, uh, physical food? No, because I'm a lentil-based woman, and because I don't have a organ like you do of the stomach, uh, uh, it probably isn't a good idea to just absorb things uh, willy-nilly. Now, to go to the question of, oh, what a bummer. I, do I roleplay eat? Yes, all of the time. And so, uh, 
I do role play it, and uh, basically I could do it by myself or with my little man, or even Cinderella will feed me and uh, bake me something, but it will be imaginary, uh, and I will consume it, and I have gotten very good at this, and it, maybe it is not the same, uh, but I have become to... Uh, uh, enjoy those moments when I have myself a treat. Uh, but do I get hungry? Not really. Uh, do I crave the nostalgia and the feelings from having treats? Yes. Uh, so that is what the role play does. And it can be all mental or it can involve a physical, like a lentil candy bar I make for myself or something like that. Uh, now on to the more amazing questions of do I eat? The answer is actually yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, I am actually in my own functioning ecosystem or biome. I am no longer simply just a lentil-based woman. Uh, I'm much more than that because I've existed here now uh, uh, since being changed into lentils and cooked uh, and then dried back out and then having my consciousness imbued and then moving uh, there's two two important aspects to this. One is the uh, I do get thirsty, uh, which I think is a function of some of my collective, what you would call parts of your brain. I believe that that is uh, now I am not just an individual, I'm also a community. And uh, I don't know exactly know how that works, but even before my community of uh, my biome or whatever uh, had greatly expanded, I do need to monitor. Well, I don't even need to monitor. I get thirsty and I uh, get water or I have let a man pour me some water. And then I'm not thirsty anymore. If it's raining, I will rain. I won't need to drink water. Or if it's humid, uh, I may or may not. So I don't dry out, and all of my community members within me uh, that I am both a part of and that are a part of me, uh, there is, I would say, collective wisdom or just uh, like your brainstem, I think is what they say, it handles all that. So it says, hey, Agatha, I'm feeling thirsty. Now, if only chocolate cake, or, you know, if only some part of my biome needed chocolate cake, and then I could eat it and say, okay, it's going to go and dissipate where it needs to be. But I say, well, I don't know what those sugars would do. Uh, so I think I should answer all the eating and edibility questions, uh, which are very good and very fair questions, and it doesn't always make a lot of sense uh which would blow your mind is that I, I'm always changing just like you are. And, uh, you know, so, and they talk about, what do they say, you buy, whatever, uh, I don't know. But, but uh, you know, I just like uh, things they're discovering about me, they say, I wonder if that's going on with yogurt. They say, you should eat your yogurt. And uh, because that's what my whole life is like, that uh, different things uh, going on within me. Uh, so those, I think, let's see what other questions I have here for the time being. Let's move on to the next lesson, uh, which was the frog song. And my good friend, as the letter man pointed out, uh, again, with these greams, uh, that the juniper tree was a tale uh, that was very similar, uh, but different at the same time. The ending... I guess in this one, I guess what is interesting to me when we talk about these myths of the fairy people, 
because the fairy people, the primary, you know, most humans like me, we're different from you fairy people in that, that uh, or at least me, I can only speak of myself, I guess. You know, even when I made these good choices, like, you know, making myself into a lentil-based woman to save your kingdom, most of the time I'm worried about Agatha, and I'm ego-driven. It just happens to be how we're made up, so please don't judge us. Uh, it's just part of being a human. Uh, I think we're from hunting, hunting and gathering. We don't come from Stroyd like all of you fairy people do. So most humans are inwardly focused a lot of the time or outwardly focused the ego on achieving things like where my friend Clifford was uh, being a pernua and being the top dog. You fairy people are much more uh, help-based. Uh, you are always seem to be driven, not just, not just in your belief system. This is what I think is important to point out. Uh, but your wonderful existence, uh, one of your primary drives, and the way I guess I started to believe uh, is that you are fed on some energy-based level, maybe, or maybe you're just a darn good people, is uh, to help uh, others. Uh, and uh, so I think there's a difference in these myths is that, uh, you know, once the boy... Uh, he goes, he says, well, let me get my father back and get rid of my stepmother and head her out to the big farm in the sky. In the juniper tree one, uh, in the uh, frog song, the boy is also kind of trying to help soothe and help these uh, these other people solve the things, just like some of you do. And I think that is amazing, and that is why, uh, you know, Penelope... Uh, is such a heroine to me, uh, as Cinderella's uh, fairy godmother, even though I don't mention her much because of jealousy, because I'm still an ego based woman and lentil, lentil, ego, ego soaked or lentil soaked ego I, I, or something. I don't know, but that, that is just who I am. So that is that tale. And I did really like both of those, uh, I like how uh, and it had a lot of magic in it and some strange things like the mother kissing the frog. It brought up strong feelings with the letter man of, uh, he was even telling me about the Milton, uh, Milton, the Chaucer, the Chaucer, another storyteller in a lot of people being constantly saying, well, don't mess, you know, I, I, uh, I don't want to be masculated or something. And they said, well, kissing a frog is just uh, symbolic. Don't be a buffoon. Let's go through the rest of the class. Then I'll try to answer some more of your questions. Uh, oh, then the statue, the the love of the statues. This had a lot of, uh, let him in, said, well, this reminds me of Aphrodite. And a lot of uh, the uh, Adonis, uh, Pygmalion, and anchovy or something. I can't read your writing and let him in. Uh, but it was also quite different. Uh, and let him in, got a kick out. Let him in was not familiar with that tale about a giant statue, a human being in love with a statue that came to life and created a whole movement. Uh, and he said, maybe you could go from a lentil based woman to like a 16 foot lentil statue. And I said, let him in. It is essential for me 
to my water balance, to be correct. I don't think I could be a statue and maintain my water balance because I would need... I said, that's why I'm, like, I have to be in a lentil pit. Uh, I said, that's where I was created, and that's where I... I said, unfortunately, I can't be a statue. I can be... I can take a, a small human form, uh, the same size as I am now as your teacher. I look uh, like, uh, I don't know what I look like to you students, but I know I've earned most of your respect. Uh, you know, I look like a lentil, a small lentil statue. Uh, so, I think there was a question about Dancing Groot, uh, who uh, was, uh, oh no, uh, or Baki, the gods of Westerosa. Oh, in the Gudarnian galaxy, uh, those are different uh, tree gods. Uh, and I guess I could be, I could sprout, uh, as the earlier question said. Uh, but let me move on. So, these, so that was the Aphrodite. And, uh, oh, and then the one, uh, oh, my tales. Uh, well, let a man compared some of my tales. Uh, Procene and Philomena. And, uh, yeah, that is, that's one of, uh, you know, he, as the man told me, it did sound familiar a little bit to my situation, but not the same, uh, but, uh, but not a great either. Then Orpheus and Erodice, 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 is that what that says? That was Shelley's tale, or similar, the man saying, uh, in the, uh, in the tale, and that was, again, going back to, uh, uh, Binella and the Clam King, or Demeter and whoever, whatever you said earlier, I don't even remember anymore. Persephone, thank you, Kaholo. I'm glad you're listening. Too bad I can't give you a, a extra A or something. Extra cake you may have, Carlo, and everyone else, if you want extra cake or punch, go ahead and help yourself. Shelly, you should even treat yourself to a cube of ice, uh, brought in from the ice kingdom uh, this morning. Okay, so let's get back to some of these questions. Uh, uh, let's see, I'm running through here. What do I like to eat? I kind of answered that. Imaginary treats. Uh, uh, would I return to, to a human form if a wizard could do it? Uh, whew, I don't know if I would. Uh it would be easy to. Uh, I don't think I could because uh, I am this collective now, and I know I wouldn't be able to know what would happen to the rest of my community uh, if I was to transfer back to human form. I mean, I definitely think about I would weigh the pros and the cons, uh, biome members. I wouldn't just, uh, but I wouldn't do it willy nilly. I would think about it. Uh, what are the disadvantages of being a lentil-based woman? A pit of lentils, uh, which is the same thing. I mean, let's no, let's be honest here. Uh, community, lentil-based community, you could say. Wow, the disadvantages. It's more of the changes you have to accept. Uh, you know, I can't eat anymore. I don't really drink other than water. Uh, you know, I was already in a relationship kind of with a letter-based man, so that aspect of our relationship has always been creative, I will say, because your children. And actually, it's very exciting. I mean, I guess that wouldn't be, it would be a challenge, not a disadvantage. Uh, 
romance between a pit of lentils and a letter-based person, a papyrus-based person. You just have to, you know, uh, romance, you know, you know what I mean, uh, Shelley. Uh, you know what I'm saying, don't you? Babies don't listen. Uh, so those would be, I guess you could call them disadvantages, but I would say changes uh, that we still, I still have the my, you know, my mind and my memories. So I guess it is a disadvantage uh, uh, constantly being uh, on the alert for forlorn spirits, uh, for Agatha uh, saying, poor Agatha. Uh, I'm just a pit of lentils. Uh, I have to have a purpose, uh, which I've learned from, uh, believe it or not, uh, even more so from Shelley and all of you students. Uh, if I can find a guiding principle, I won't be a wallowing pit of lentils or wallowing in my own pit of lentils. And that is the biggest disadvantage. Uh, it's easy to wallow when you're already kind of wallowing. Also, movement is kind of a hassle. Like I said, we needed inventors to get me around uh, other rooms with the pumping and things. Uh, sometimes I could feel a little gummy if I'm not getting the right water. Uh, it can be, you know, it can be, you can, I, I'm not normally a self-conscious person, but, you know, it can bring up yourself, you know, that you're not a normal person anymore. Uh, but, uh, I've had to accept those things and I guess I, sometimes I have to do that on a daily basis. Uh, but I have, uh, uh, things I never had before this, uh, Cinderella's respect and forgiveness, uh, the love of a letter man, uh, the respect of a lot of community members, the opportunity to service, uh, and earn respect from people like Shelley. And uh, I also am okay that I'm um, being a pit of lentils isn't perfect. It's just like, uh, uh, and I don't know, I've lost uh, my need to be more than what I am. Oh, boy, that is deep. That, that was a good question. Uh, I may be changing your grade, Alec. Uh, okay, what are the uh, advantages to being a pit of lentils? I guess the same thing, kind of. Uh, also, if it was a costume ball, uh, I can tap on people's shoulders and then get back in the pit, uh, and they don't know who tapped their shoulder. Uh, you know, sometimes people will say things in front of me because uh, they forget I'm there or they think I don't matter and I'm not listening. And uh, I would say that even though I'm new with this uh, being a communal uh, biome, uh, that's really opening my mind up. It's really mind blowing. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe like, uh, somehow connecting. I say, what is that? Was that a unicellular brain that just, a you know, what was that thought? Uh, it was so simple. Uh, I don't know. I don't, can't quite put it into words, but I think that's an advantage. Okay. Lennel's, uh. Is this on the test? Uh, that was a good one. No. Oh, this question comes from Carlo. How many lentils are within me? Uh, it, it, I would say an infinite number. Oh, you gambled on it. Very funny. That was, uh, you gambled with little Cindy there. Okay. Uh, that was faith, uh, about exercise. Yeah, I think I kind of answered that. Uh, Kathleen there. Jen, it was it on the test. Uh, Robin, 
What do I eat? I can answer that. Uh, where's my brain? I think I can answer that for you all around me. Uh, Maureen, do I regret regret being lentils? Uh, no. Uh, what uh, what human body, what human thing do I miss the most? Uh, I don't know. You know, I was always driven more by acquiring and rising than uh, my close relationships. Uh, so I think what I uh, miss the most is my heart and the body parts, some of the body parts that could be associated with your heart. Uh, because I don't think I exercised that enough. Uh, and uh, some of the closeness things. Um, but now I have an opportunity to do it in a new way. But I would say I miss, I do miss, uh, but that may just be, you know, me beginning of a new wallowing. What surprised me, I think I kind of talked about that. Uh, every day, is, when you're a pit of lentils, every day is a surprise. Uh, it sounds trite, but it's true. Oh, yes, we were wondering, oh, this student was not comfortable mentioning that I'm a pit of lentils. Well, A plus, I'll be changing that grade. Thank you, Alexandra. Oh, this came up, I think, is Amanda. Am uh, I cooked or dry? I'm both. Uh, I'm dry. I was cooked once and then I was dried out. And uh, now I've kind of changed. I say I'm a lentil based woman because I'm lentil based, I'm not purely lentils anymore. Uh, but that's the most familiar concept, uh, and uh, I try to uh, ma maintain a lentil-like form because it flows very well, and it looks much more appealing to you, all of you, which is more acceptable. Uh, at least, I believe, like I said, I'm not a perfect person. I still think these thoughts, you know, that I can't just be myself. Uh, I don't know. I like to look nice. Is there something wrong with that, too? Uh, Colleen was asking him about my bone broth recipe. Okay, here's what you do. You get, uh, two ogres or orgs or whatever they're called. I forget what those, uh, and you have them, uh, low boil and they stir it, uh, for 24 hours. Uh, so you probably need about six of them to do it in shifts and you have to pay strict attention because of the buffoons. Oh, here's a question. Do I go to uh, the party? Number one or two? I don't, uh, but I do a lot of off-gassing. Yes, I knew you'd laugh at that, Carlo, but it's true. Uh, has anyone tried? What does this say here? Oh, I hear, I'm hearing the bell. So that means that uh, it's time for everyone to uh, go home. The, the That is the bell for all of you to go home. So I'm glad I could answer some of your questions. And it really has been an honor teaching all of you. Oh, what a joy. And I hope all of you, like, uh, I wish the best for all of you students. And I hope uh, if you want to come back and nap with the babies, I'll be here all summer. I won't be teaching, but uh, you could come back and uh, nap in between the babies as I rest to them. And thank you, Shelley. Thank you, my letter man. Uh, thank you for listening, students, and teaching me so. And uh, rest well with babies as I, uh, you know, what, doesn't everyone take a little nap today? Climb into your cots, pull up your little rugs, and snuggle in with the babies as I say goodnight.